0: This is a companion podcast to The Marketer blog, blog uh, run by myself, Clayton Smith from Smith Social, and my buddy Karma here from Karma the, Smoke, Karma the Social Chameleon. Hi. I'm a smoking chameleon. You're a smoking chameleon? <laughs> 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 That's good. Don't Google And uh, we And we are here to talk all things marketing. Uh, we want to talk about Perth marketing news, Australian marketing news, and marketing from across the globe. Uh, so let's get in, let's get into what we've got. Lots to talk about today. So, news item number one is the big, big news topic on the social media front. Everybody is talking about Instagram hiding the likes, Every- hiding the like counter, and they so they haven't only hid the like, the numbers of likes that a photo has. They've also hidden the number of views a video is has had as well. So, talk to me, Karma. What do you think? Do you like it? you think it's a good move?
1: I love it. I really like Instagram better today than I did yesterday. I've actually been hiding from Instagram for a long time because I just, I was disillusioned with it. And as a social media specialist, I probably shouldn't say that, but um, <laughs> I honestly just couldn't even with um, my business, Instagram. Um, yep. Obviously still doing what I need to do for clients, but um, for myself as a choice, I uh, scrolled my feed for a little while and then just close the app and then I wasn't even opening it every day, which is pretty, um, pretty rare for me. So I'm already loving it. I think that it's um, going to give people a completely different perspective on content that's on Instagram and because now we'll be focusing more on comments and you know the interactions that are going to remain visible um i think people are going to start posting completely different types of content as well what about you clay what do you
0: reckon i agree instagram isn't my (laughs) favorite platform either (laughs) i'm not a visual person per se even i i I am into design i am quite like i do quite like website design and graphic design now Uh, i think at my core i'm not not a, a Visual person, so uh, it's not my my platform of choice. But I still I still am into it. I'm still on it every day. Most days, I think I watch a lot of Instagram stories. Uh, I watch heaps of stories, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, in I jump straight on and and suddenly it just it it took out a step that I was doing what it felt different. It's so bonkers that it does. Like I feel stupid.
1: I know that it does,
0: but it does. It it actually did make a difference. I I looked for the likes. I realized I was I was looking for the like counter on every single photo I looked at. That's all. I That's what I do. I look at the photo. I look at the likes. Look at the photo. Look at the likes. And then it wasn't there. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. And you look back at the photo.
1: Yeah, maybe read the caption.
0: (laughs) And read the caption. It was that's crazy. I would always read the caption. You know, I'm a copy guy. I love copy. So. Yeah, I thought it made a. I thought I think it's made a really big difference. We should say that it's still a test at this time. Yeah. So Instagram has only rolled this out to a few countries, and it's still a test. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. Related to this uh, has been the backlash from influencers. Yep. Uh, Specifically, we can talk about Perth influencer Jem Wolfie. Okay. uh, Who is big she is big time she's around 2.7 million followers and kind of the fitspo uh booty uh kind of yeah basketball playing booty model maybe you could call her
1: Uh and she's
0: huge she has a lot of followers in the us but yeah she's 2.7 million followers and there's the the article going around uh she's done an interview with with hack on triple j and yeah, she was basically saying how it's de- demotivating for her. Uh, she's re- and then I also watched her stories as well about it, which I'm not sure if they're still there. But man, she was scathing—absolutely scathing. Absolutely scathing. Uh, thought it was a complete crock of shit, and that um, Instagram are just doing it to get more money. She that she she thinks that they're trying to move people to Instagram TV because mm. that's where likes and. View numbers are still showing, so they haven't removed likes and view numbers from from uh, Instagram TV. And she thinks the mental health aspect of why Instagram are doing it is is, is a load of load of rubbish. But uh, yeah, so big time. Gem uh, is the the poster child Perth influencer who is is speaking out against this in in, Dub, in Australia at the moment. She's not happy.
1: I understand how influencers wouldn't be happy. Um,
0: yeah,
1: and. Uh, I mean, I might tend to agree that maybe the mental health aspect of showing the likes is not what Facebook's all about. Um, but I think that those likes had too much power and um, I'm interested to see our post-like world. I, for one, welcome our non-like overlords.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I'm, 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 I don't mind either way. To me to me personally it's 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 nice, but I can completely hear that, you know, Instagram influences are an important part of Instagram. But you know who's more important? Is the everyday user. That's right. That.
1: Yeah. There's hundreds
0: of millions of them and there's only, you know. Mm. Not
1: and heaven that forbid many people might actually like pictures that they actually like instead of ones that cool people liked.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So, so I think it, it'll come down to a really interesting point of if does this, Instagram will be looking at these numbers and, oh, my God, I'll give my left leg to see the numbers after this change of, because Instagram will see the number of conversions and sales where, from the pixel, right? And so they can see the change in, in user behavior and yeah. the change in, in off, off-platform behavior as well. Are people converting as much? Are they converting more? And oh man, the numbers will be will be fascinating. So I hope somebody gets some insight into the the effect of this change later down the track.
1: I'm sure there are many people keeping tabs on it, and we'll be able to steal yeah, their data. it's going to be great, you guys, when we have some. It's going to be great. <laughs> cool. cool.
0: So we could talk about that one for this whole podcast, but let's probably could. On. Yeah, really interesting. Okay, so some more Perth news. Our, our our lovely Perth Stadium, the new Optus Stadium, has won, the, won an award. It has won uh, it has an won. award. Tell tell us the name of the award, Karma, because you were practicing it before.
1: <laughs> Pre its name's the Pre- yes. Visaya Award done. from UNESCO. Yep. Um. So, uh, it's for being pretty. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was an award for the attractiveness of stadiums. But but I'm pretty excited that there is so. um,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we eh, won,
0: so it's a great award.
1: Never heard of it before we won. (laughs) Probably will never hear of it again. But at the moment, yeah, yay,
0: we're winners. Yeah. Go team. (laughs) Go go Perth. So, marketing. So we want to talk about this in relation to marketing Perth as a city. Yeah. And uh, obviously, it's a. it's a big coup, right? That's a big, that's a big win. Um, if you were a sports fan and you were coming to Perth and you were thinking about going to the stadium, this would tip you over the edge, right? This would help get, get people to a sports game at a stadium. They might even say, oh, that's somewhere we need to go when we go to Perth. And then it may become, well, other people, oh, well, I was thinking about going to Perth for that game or that special something, uh, that special event. I'm going to go to it now. It is, it is the best stadium. It's the best stadium in the world in terms of whatever they've judged it on. Attractiveness. On um, <laughs> attra- prettiness, yeah. So I loaded up the other stadiums to have a look at them. Yeah. Uh, the other stadiums nominated were Hangzhou Sports Park Stadium in China, Edgar Renteria Stadium in Barranquilla, Colombia. I'm going to mangle all these <laughs> Louis Armstrong Louis Armstrong Stadium in New York and Al Najaf, Stadium in Najaf, Iraq. Wow, that's amazing that they have an award-nominated stadium in Iraq, right? Uh, And Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow, Russia. So
1: (laughs) sorry to everyone from those places. (laughs) Oh,
0: so sorry. There is. You should see these stadiums. They're all pretty amazing. Um, The the one in Hangzhou is unbelievable. Google it right now, Carmo, if you can. Oh my God, the exterior. I think it won the award for exterior. Uh, it is absolutely incredible that that's not just a 3D, you know, rendering, that it's for real, that they built it for real in the real world. So wow, that's amazing. But yeah, go Perth. So uh, marketing Perth, right? Marketing a whole city. Yeah, Talk to me about that.
1: Um, well, I think it's it does, um, as you said, give people an extra reason to come across for a game, um, especially if the feedback on the ground had have been mixed. Um, so if you're from an East Coast state and your football team's playing here, um, and some of your mates said, "Oh, yeah, we've been, it's great' And some of your mates said, "We've been, and it's terrible, um, I think winning an award. A, a international award really would sway you to the more positive. Um, if that's something that you were thinking about doing in the first place, I don't know that yeah. it makes us a, a a destination on its own, but I think it really Agreed. helps um, raise that that intent from from interstate visitors. And then you've obviously got uh, the Manchester football team who um, came out just, here yeah. with with their. <laughs> with their entourage of fans um, and, you know, Perth did put on, put on a pretty good show for them, I think. You know, the, the blue boathouse was wrapped in red plastic for the Man United fans and, um, yeah, I think that, that it really helps activate a city and, and give it a, a vibe
0: um yeah we just we just had state of origin as well come over so i think i think yeah. whoever's whoever's doing the marketing for the stadium and you know the booking the booking agent obviously is on is, is probably has a team of people and is way more experienced and better at marketing than we are they're marketing the whole stadium uh but uh, they're doing amazing they're doing an amazing job like they won the award they they got the state of origin we had um yeah, you know, we just we had the the Man United come. Like, it, it's fantastic. They're, they're oh, that hangs Sports stadium.
1: Park Stadium looks like a wedding cake.
0: It does. It is incredible. <laughs> Don't you think it's incredible? Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't incredible. look real. Yeah, yeah, it does not look real. But so I think they're doing amazing. Big, big thumbs up and amazing job to the to great the job. Perth stadium. stadium,
1: great job. Tourism WA, um, excellent use of of uh, something that's part of the infrastructure of the city which we needed a new stadium and um, it's good that they
0: went big. Very cool. Very, very cool. Okay, let's move on. Yep. So this is an article I found on Band, Band, that media and technology kind of website. I think it's a marketing... Use BNT BNT, I think we'll call it. I'll put the link. the link. The link will be in the show notes, as it will be to the, the West article about Perth winning the award. But uh, and I think this is this is not a industry wide opinion. This one, but it's about Netflix or the the possibility of Netflix showing ads. Uh, at the moment, for those who don't have Netflix, there is no ads on Netflix. Okay, it is completely. All content based Um, it's all video uh, all movies and TV shows there's no ads after before or during right Um, the only kind of advertising I guess you could call it is for other Netflix shows and even then it's very very minimal they only show usually like the main banner when you log in and they'll be showing you know uh, a new show there so this this is really interesting because the analyst is discussing it. Uh, the analyst is Steve McBride, who published an article in Forbes. So I'm referencing an article that's referencing an article on Forbes because Netflix lost Friends. At the beginning of 2020... Friends, the TV um, show. Yeah, at the beginning of 2020 in the US, Friends will no longer be on Netflix. And that was such so, a big deal? That, well, McBride is talking about it as a signal as what is going to happen in general, right? This is going to now start happening to Netflix as the big studios start taking their content back. Okay. right? The legacy content and the legacy shows and movies that Netflix got for a steal in the beginning. Um, So they either got it for a steal because the studios were like, yeah, sure, have it, right? No, we we don't, you're just some little minnow. That nobody cares about you've got a couple of hundred thousand subscribers and of or they paid big dollars for it because the studio's like oh we want the money and you're still not going to compete with you know us right little did they know that netflix would continue to grow and is now a huge content studio on its own and threatening to eat the whole content creation world right and own mm. the, the biggest chunk of the pie uh so this, this might start happening in general. So once, as the big studios go, okay, we're just going to start our own streaming platforms, right? Yeah. Um, what's going to happen to Netflix? They're
1: going to keep all, creating
0: so their own content? They are going to create, create, keep creating their own content. Now, I think Netflix obviously saw this happening a long, yeah. long time ago and it's why they've invested so heavily... In creating in, great content. In, in creating amazing content. They know that the content is the variable so well it's the product as well it is the product It's, it's going to be really interesting so at some point people are going to figure out you know well i want disney streaming and i want netflix and i want warner brothers or so it's going to be really interesting as the big studios with these huge back catalogues move into the streaming space and, and gonna, they're all going to be jostling for that, for that subscription dollar. Hmm. What, what, I mean, what do you how think? many
1: subscriptions is reasonable to have? I don't have any, um, but I can understand that if there's not someone that's aggregating other people's content and everybody wants to keep their own, um, there's got to be a limit to how many subscription services yep.
0: that you would yep. subscribe to. <clears throat> Definitely. So, Definitely. It, it's going to be really interesting to see. The, well, the mean, irony I think, is...
1: I think I would, I'd make the point that if it's, things, if it's legacy shows like Friends, um, yes. I'd much rather have the new <laughs> Netflix content than yeah. access to old things that I could find on YouTube.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's the question. So. Iron- ironically, though, the most watched <laughs> show on American Netflix is The Office. The American Office. That's the most watched TV show. Like
1: I mean So
0: people love this legacy content. People love this legacy content. And it's a huge, huge deal. So it's gonna be fascinating.
1: Do we just mean like old
0: people? I just mean in aggregate.
1: (laughs) It'd be interesting to see an age breakdown.
0: It would. It would. Cool. So let's look out for that. I'm gonna keep an eye on that. just it's gonna get really, really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. If Netflix shows, would Netflix show ads basically to you know try to boost their their earnings? And I uh, I don't know. I've. It's funny. I thought about this the other the other week where Foxtel used to be Netflix, right? Yeah. It used it used to bundle together all the content aggregate and you could pay it. Yeah. Ag- aggregate it all and then you paid for it. and You didn't get ads because that was the idea, right?
1: Yeah. And, and then that, they did and now have Foxtel,
0: ads. And now Foxtel is just chock-a-block full of frigging ads. So what are we paying for now? It's the content. So I, uh, a really interesting – let's move on to news item number four. So this is one from you, my buddy, Karma. Yeah. Billboards into bags. What are you talking about? So
1: um, I came across – I was actually served an ad on Instagram for mm. um, a brand called Rareform, which hadn't come across before, and they actually use billboards – Um, And they make them into bags, handbags or tote bags more accurately um, because they're waterproof, uh, weatherproof and once the billboard campaign is done, they get pulled down and sent to landfill. So now they don't. They get made into these amazingly funky bags because they've got bits of creative and bits of logo and all kinds of things in all different colors Wow! just sort of cut up randomly into a bag so um i'll put a link in our in our show notes um so you can go check it out if you i mean if they've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of instagram followers so it's probably um you know some some of our listeners have probably heard of them before um but i definitely hadn't come across it until i was served this ad and i was just fascinated um that you would walk around with a piece of like an Alinta logo or so, or something over your shoulder. Um,
0: is this an Australian company?
1: No, it isn't. It oh, isn't. Okay, but sorry, yeah. you know, once it starts, um, it, it's obviously got. It's found itself a niche, and I think you know, there's only a matter of time before you know it's done all over the place. And I think it was really That's great fantastic to when we can save something from from landfill, and um, I, I don't think marketing is one of the most um environmentally friendly industries and so um all mm. oh, those coffee cups going in landfill <laughs> um so <laughs> if you if there's something that you can do to repurpose your product also i mean how much must that cost right as a raw product to buy a billboard yeah. that was pulled down and you're making a profit out of making bags at any cost really the only thing you're paying for is machinery and shipping so it's a good business model
0: as well so great i love i, I would be interested <laughs> the idea of yeah advertising recycling old advertising into products is is amazing yeah and i wonder if there's some licensing issue like what if there's a nike logo what's what's the deal what's the deal I well i'm not sure pay, pay nike pay nike some um, royalties. yeah maybe. really cool
1: Maybe, maybe we should ask them, ask them if they would be, <laughs> be on a, a podcast guest so we can Definitely. ask them some follow-up questions. Yeah.
0: Love it, love it. Very cool, very cool. Should I move on? Let's move on. Yep. Uh, news item number, f- news- next news item. <laughs> <laughs> next news item. You want to talk about people booking appointments through Facebook and how, how easy that is now.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's kind of interesting that you've got this um, ability now natively through Facebook to book appointments through a page. Um, Yep. And so I've had this for a little while on my page and I do... How does it work? What does it do? It actually works really easily. So what I did is I created a a separate calendar for it in um, my Google calendar just so that it was um, synced. Yep. To mm-hmm. my uh, regular calendar, but not able to be, you know, visible when I was going to the dentist or whatever. Um, yes. And and set that up to sync to my regular calendar, and then just um, sync that calendar through the back end of my Facebook page. Um, yes. And then allow appointments. And so what I've done is selected a couple of days where I keep a certain amount of time free, and you can book yep. a half an hour chunk um, to have a chat. And basically people make an appointment request the same way as sending a meeting invite and I can either accept it or change the time um, and then in theory at least it gives me a notification through Facebook when um, when it's time for the meeting, which it doesn't, which is good that it, it syncs to my regular calendar otherwise it wouldn't work properly. But um, take <laughs> Facebook for your notifications. But it's
0: actually before so that, they do, so that they don't notify you about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But the, yeah. you can boost this post again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but you used to be able to make bookings through Facebook, but it was, a bit, it was a lot more complicated and you had to have a third party booking tool. And now anyone who can make a Google Calendar who is as technologically illiterate as me, <laughs> when it comes to things like that, can um, can have appointments on their Facebook page. So, I think that that's something that people should definitely have a look at if they have an appointment type business.
0: Absolutely. Mortgage brokers, finance people, uh, who else? Any, anyone. Uh, the service-based businesses, mm-hmm. you know, usually you yep. need a, an initial consult with someone or a quick phone call to get the ball rolling. Yeah. and. Yeah, great for that. Really cool, really good. Yeah,
1: and it's good in a way that it gives you um, like a link that you can go directly to. So I've got a booking link, which is, you know, Facebook.com, book me or whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if I want to drop that into an email, people can just book a session and it it works really well, you know, takes them straight there. So I guess... um, When we talked about this earlier, it it was sort of on the way to Facebook um, wanting to be more part of our everyday lives um, outside of regular social media kind of um, realms. Mm. Um, And you had some examples of that.
0: Yeah, so WeChat in China is is the world-conquering social media platform there that has become such a huge part of everybody's day-to-day it's end-to-end isn't it yeah face you just and you just know that facebook is is looking at that and going yes that's that is the path forward right so on wechat you can accept payments you can book flights you can uh book a table at a restaurant without doing anything or going anywhere else and so i mean you, you can absolutely see facebook uh trying to push in that direction uh, I actually just did a social media post about, you know, do, I still, do people still need websites? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Facebook, as Facebook develops, you know, they announced the new cryptocurrency uh, earlier this year. And so it's going to be, I don't know, I think... Libra. Libra, yes. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. And so people... I mean, what am I I saying here? So, in, in China, having a website for a business is probably very rare now. I think it's very rare. They just have a WeChat profile. Yep. And, but in saying that, I was sent a graphic today and it showed the development of social media Media platforms over time, and it showed the numbers and the ups and downs. And it was it's amazing graphic. Uh, I should share that in the in the notes. Let's write that down. Include awesome graphic. <laughs> and it, it shows over time how how volatile. Basically, over the last twenty years, hundreds of millions of people going from one platform to another. You know, friends that, to uh, this. You know, it, it's like is a it million like a people vi- got video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's fascinating. It's absolutely amazing. So I don't think the rest of the world will ever all be on one platform like it is in China. We don't we don't we, have we don't really have that. We have choice. Yes, we, we have choices. So I think websites are gonna be around for a long time to come. Basically my long winded way <laughs> of of saying that they're going to be around for a long time.
1: Yeah. No matter what Facebook does.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, people could we could all be off Facebook and be on TikTok in five years anyway. That's how fast, you know, these things move.
1: Yeah, that's true. I am on TikTok. What are you saying? Same. Okay, should we move on? That's all i
0: got. Yeah, do uh, do we have anything else? That's all we've got, I think, in in the news area. What else do we have to talk about?
1: Um, Well, I was just going to quickly mention um, our Grilled Marketer event um, because we haven't done that yet. So um, we're having an event where you can come and grill us and get your burning marketing questions answered, um, which will be on the 29th of July at My Hustle. Um, which is inside Percy Flint South Rio. Um it's sponsored by My Hassel, which is a co-working space inside a bar. And um I'm really excited.
0: Me too. It's gonna to be a fantastic night where we we just uh, we just realized that um Tom's done pretty- <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've decided it's playtime and
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's time to wrap up. Yeah, definitely. No, no. So, yeah, I'm super pumped. I'm yeah. super pumped. You're super pumped. We're all super pumped. Yeah. I've got to stop saying that. And uh, come along, get your questions answered. Yeah. Cheap. Tickets are only $20. It's really cheap. Uh, cheap and out. you can get your marketing questions answered. And, have,
1: and, fun and have a
0: fun night. Have a fun night. Meet some new people. Meet some more business owners and some other marketers. We want, want everybody and anyone to come along and have a good time. So look forward to seeing you all there. We'll put the link to the event in the show notes so you can grab a ticket.
1: Yep, and that's really, that's all I had.
0: That's all you got. All right, cool, let's, yep. let's wrap it up. Thanks for wrap listening, everyone. Don't, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you liked it. Tell your friends, tell your marketing friends, tell your aunties, tell your dogs, neighbours, <laughs> uh, and also subscribe to The Marketer blog at themarketer.news, www.themarketer.news. So thanks for listening. See you later. Come, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.